Today on the Enchant Talk Show, we have veteran director Gavin Lim. Now, Gavin and I, we met nine years ago on the set of Fighting Spiders. Uh, recently, we worked together on uh, his first feature film called Diamond Docs. And today, he's going to share with us his experience working from a short film uh, to television and eventually to a feature film. He's also going to talk about uh, what's wrong with our media industry. And finally, he's going to discuss uh, whether it's right for you uh, to pursue a career in directing. Before we begin, I want to say a big thank you to Hone Singapore for sponsoring our location. Enjoy. Okay, so first, uh, as usual, introduce yourself the way that you want people to know you. Okay, I'm uh, Gavin. I'm a TV director for the last uh, 10 years uh, and I came from advertising which was another 15 years so I am that old <laughs> <laughs> in <Interesting. laughs> yeah. so advertising yeah. 15 years huh? so 25 years in the industry sort of like, I mean advertising is not really uh, long form uh, narrative, in yeah. the creative industry yeah, yeah. 25 years correct okay so you identify yourself as a TV director I think since uh, 10 years ago, uh, strangely, uh, for the last nine years, that has been my uh, career. Uh, strangely? <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't planned. I, I just did short films, and then uh, it was about a telephone cleaning lady in the 70s, and next thing, I was on um, Fighting Spiders with you. That was 10 years ago. And that telephone one nine years ago. was also in the same competition. Yes, that you won. <laughs> I didn't okay, win. Okay. Oh my gosh, I, you, I didn't <laughs> win that competition. Okay. Okay. That was like SIF. Yes, it is. Wow, back in the like 15 years ago. Kind but of. as a footnote to, to show, uh, I won the best director the previous year. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah with Ju Feng's uh, work. Uh, he, was, he won everything else. But I took the directing yeah. uh, prize. You spoiled his like perfect. Not really <laughs> la. I think it was more a, a sympathy vote. And it's like, okay, <laughs> give, give this guy one thing la. Yeah. Yeah, la, la, la. <laughs> okay, la, let's start from the very beginning. Yeah. How was you? How did you uh, begin? I mean, what was your family, your schooling days like? I, I, I always love. I always <laughs> love filmmaking la. I uh -huh. mean. The good thing about this is that, or the bad thing about this is that, uh, when I was a teenager and I, there was no film school, not like now. There are like five polys doing yeah. it. Don't know how many NTUs. Yeah. Right now, you can have a career, but last time, no. So the nearest thing was Nafa, so I went to Nafa, mm -hmm. and then. So you from uh, Nafa? Yeah. So since young, you knew you wanted to be a filmmaker. I, since young, I mean, I watched. Uh, I love Star Wars. Star Wars was my defining moment. And Just I to still clarify for the audience, he's talking about the original 1977. Original 1977. <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. And and right after that, yeah, <laughs> I was I was born already and as a kid. And I remember joining uh, Wars Ice Cream, uh, a culling contest, which I won also a prize. You yeah. color Star Wars. Yeah, and after that, I have like books of Star Wars uh, stationery, and I have the whole story. I wrote uh, entire films. Right, starting script writing, writing films uh, in 1977 after watching Star Wars, but every page was basically a page from Star Wars. Now, so <laughs> it's, it's the same story, <laughs> 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 with different character yeah. names. 
Okay, so uh, from the very beginning, I really learned that, you know, copying is the first way to become a filmmaker. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, think it's original. You just, it's just an improvement on whatever is invented. Well, well we are young, la, you wouldn't know. But uh, I was very taken with Star Wars. That was really my defining moment. And uh, after that, uh, NAFA then naturally go into advertising. But NAFA is, what, what, what do you study in NAFA? Graphic design. So uh, that's where I met my wife too, Emily. Uh, and yeah, ah, so long then, that, yes, yes, yes. You are childhood sweetheart, yeah, yeah. Oh, Not he, childhood. She can tahan you so long. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes uh, you you meet somebody that you do not uh, you do not uh, you can tolerate so many years, which is quite a, a feat. It is a feat. What are you <laughs> talking you about? Need, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. feat for everyone. La. It's a yeah, long time, yeah, yeah. you know. But the, 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 the secret is when you like, huh, so many years. La. I think that's really testimony that that's it kind of works. La. But if you're like, ah, oh, it's like every minute. Now, ah, only, I think, only, we have only been together <laughs> for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah then you're counting the hours. But then, yeah, I mean, um, then after that, we came out. Uh, very early on already, like, I was uh, very uh, self-driven and uh, whatever I wanted, like, you know, even in uh, NAFA, every holiday, if I wanted to, I, I thought I was a bit shy and then I wanted, like, some salesman techniques, I would go and join what was Patama, which was uh, Harvey Norman, ah. and become a salesman. Like, the worst because kind. You wanted <laughs> <laughs> because you wanted to learn how to sell stuff? Yeah. Or be more confident? Yeah, and present. Because... I noticed even in NAFA, it's like <clears throat> the one thing you need to do is to actually present, present because you may have the best idea in the world, right? But you do not articulate that. And nobody's going to know what's happening in your head. Yeah. So I, I did that. And then I also, there was one time I loved photography for the for longest time and I went to uh, a, a photo processing lab. I was a processing lab for like six months, knowing how to really... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black and white exactly. photo kind uh, processing, of chemical uh, printing you know so a large format for advertising for so oh. um, I think at that time there wasn't like you know I was just like you know there's free time and then we'll, I'll just do things that I want to like no this was during NAFA after NAFA, NAFA during NAFA while you were studying yeah. you were doing all these part time jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. okay also oh, was working as waiter, so, and all that. so so were you like very passionate or like uh... not really. I think uh, angry has always been there. The bad temper <laughs> has always been there, but uh, um, not. I think the passion was like how everybody is. Everybody will waste their twenty, their twenties. You know, not knowing what they want. Uh, not waste lah, exploring lah, right? Not really. I mean, millennials nowadays with uh, internet and all that, they really know how to not waste their twenties. But in our time, mm. not really. It was like. Oh, what to do? Uh, uh, you then stumble and then you take a job then you try to find another job then you suddenly go back to the first job. So your first job is always the most important. And um, yeah, I think that's that's my NAFA days and then um, I started to have a lot of opinion and then I started my own <laughs> ad agency. La. You started your own ad agency? Yeah, that, that uh, was NAFA is diploma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after diploma, you started your own ad agency? Yeah, after... One, two years, and then we started the agency with my wife. And uh, for 10 years, after that, it wasn't too bad. Uh, we sold that, and then uh, that's how I stumbled into my second career, which is a long-form filmmaker, uh, um, filmmaker which, which incidentally to me, I always think that it's still advertising, a much softer sell, which is actually what's happening now with online and everything is 
it's a softer sell. You know, you're trying to sell. So an you're idea. saying all filmmaking is it is it is advertising. It is. You are trying to sell an idea. You're trying to sell a, a, a feeling. You're trying to sell an environment. You're trying to sell a product. Something so, intangible. So I still feel that it's pretty much the That's same. That's an interesting way yeah. to look at it. Only thing is that the stylistic things that I took, you know, thirty seconds, twenty seconds to do. You really got to stretch it out. That was the the learning thing when I started to do uh, long-form narrative was really stretching it out. Something that works for 30 seconds and tell a story, it has to be in six episodes. And then you really got to worry about where the audiences are at different times. And no, that, but I would say the same issue for a lot of filmmakers that don't have never done like... I mean, I, my issue with filmmakers is that they always... Like do things that are too long. Like you can tell this like this point in like thirty seconds, but you mm. choose to say in like six minutes. I always have that issue. Like a lot of like filmmakers and directors I meet, they choose to do that instead of like like this thing. This this show can be done in three episodes. Why are you doing a twenty episode I drama mean, for it? Why? To to be fair, even like right now we're cutting our uh, my first feature film, which is yes. right, isn't it? <laughs> Diamond Dogs. Uh, yeah. You still got Diamond <laughs> yeah. Dogs. I'm really stoked about it, and um, um, and the first cut was two and a half hours. <laughs> that was my problem because it is really funded with very little money, and then we really did it with uh, passion and all that. And I was worried that we don't have enough because I really wanted to make at least a ninety minutes. Hmm. And right now, my my feeling is the same thing. Like I am so precious with two and a half hours, I want everything in. But I was just thinking, it's like you know, I'm a kind of no name director um, trying to sell in the international market. I think people are not going to tolerate more than ninety minutes. I keep telling myself right now at this stage, I'm doing that to my editing, which is I'm worrying about nobody's going to tolerate more than ninety minutes, or okay. even more if I don't do a good job. So. Uh, the 90 minutes becomes more important. Uh, same thing like what you said. Like, you know, sometimes you do get precious with your six minutes. But can it be cut down to a 30 seconds? You'd be surprised that you can. <laughs> You'd be surprised. That it maybe work better sometimes. So uh, we're always too precious about the things that we do. And then um, we always don't worry about how people are receiving the films. That's why I want to be a commercial director that people worry uh, or, or I have to worry about my audience. I have to worry about how people are receiving it, how they're consuming it, rather than uh, what I want to do, my kind of style. I want to be a Tarantino. I think um, I, I always wanted to be a, a commercial director from the get-go. From the get-go. How, yeah. why, why, I mean, when you first started, right, how, what were your... What was your intention when you you shut down I and mean, you sold your advertising agency, yeah. right? That was your money-making machine. Yep. So, what were you and your wife thinking when you decided I mean, we to... Were, we were let's kinda, not make money anymore! <laughs> we were kind of stupid because... Uh, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were. Because we were artists. I think the both of us, the problem is that we were artists. And what is money? That's our problem. And uh, still a problem. <laughs> 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 but you realize without money isn't no, but so hard. Why? I think we got it right because there's quite a lot of times. I, I think famously so or not famously so, I get very uh, upset when I shoot, right? 
uh, I, I have a very quick temper. I got a big temper. But when I look back, I'm always ashamed of it. I'm always like, you mean why did I do it? You know? No, no, no. In in uh, in filmmaking. Like why you? Why why do I get so angry? Because at the end of the day, like none of it matters actually. You know, when you think back, it's like, was it so serious? But I, what really yanks me all the time is that uh, it's a collaborative work. And once you get a disease of one person not being serious or passionate about it, it spreads like a wild virus. And that, I, I always worry about that. So if, if the set goes out of control, I will take it back in whatever ways... That's so that people know that if nobody is serious about it, I'm fucking serious about it. So that's that how comes my modus yeah, <laughs> well, my modus operandi has been. But I've not been. I'm not never. No, proud but why, of why, it. why did I'm you never choose to switch from advertising to filmmaking in the first? Place. I always loved it from the very beginning. I was so. Just I mean, advertising was always a stepping stone for you to. No, I I began to love it as as like how I say it's like. Every job or every uh, woman you can fall in love with. Same thing. Every endeavor you can fall in love with. I fell in love with advertising. What was heartbreaking was it was so disposable. I didn't like it that I was like... Most of the money thing, to be honest, with every advertising agency is not the, the winning award print ads that they show on the wall and the awards. is the... How we normal, you know, two-page plan, like, you know, your print that was given from the States, Panasonic, you just run it, there's no creative end. But that's the business. So to me, I just, after a while, I was like, um, it was heartbreaking. I just couldn't do it. Uh, heartbreaking in the sense that, like, like, if you stop doing it, someone else will just do it. There was no, it was a commodity. Can and I, I, I couldn't. Like I your couldn't, work was a commodity. And also, I couldn't be creative. I, I couldn't be. I couldn't stick. A lot of the things I did was was really my best foot forward. A lot of times, and which happens also in this industry, lah. To be honest, yeah. A lot of things we hand up, and we're like, wow, we, that's the best we can do with all the perimeters, and that's 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 what it is, you know. But uh, at that time. Um, we, I thought I have a choice. I still can um, walk away with things, and I and I was dying on, inside. Like, really, I was dying inside. I really was not believing, in, and I, and I'm not those that uh, for advertising you probably can get by if you're like a lot more sociable and networking. And I'm not, no. and a people's person on that scale, I'm not. So I was still a, at An the end of the day. I knew, heart. yeah, that's that's. What I found out, I was like, I was creative and I was uh, trying to be, uh, I was trying to be a uh, business businessman. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's the reality. I found out. Yeah. So after you switched, have you were like a lot happier? I got to tell you the the day after ten almost ten years, the day that I sold, and that's the day I walked. I I really felt so free. And uh, and and I know a lot of people are gonna say that I'm an atheist. I, I don't have a religion, but I do believe in God in some form. Like especially in filmmaking, you have to the same crew, the same actors. 
on a different day, the DOP have a PMS. It's different way. Director of the PMS on the day everybody's okay is another thing again. So there must be a divine thing that, that moves things. A certain order, like a divine order. There must be, there must be. So um, when just six months or one year before I sold the company, I I entered my first short film, which was the short film. Hello? No, the previous one. Oh. Which won and, and won, yeah. And so your first that, film that, you won. Yeah, so to me I was like that was an epiphany. I was like and actually I wanted to join the Canon one because the Canon was was winning a Canon camera. Canon. So I shot with Armandi and I said, No no no, go and try this SGIFF la, uh, SIFF. That was right? called SGIFF, uh, yeah. No, SIFF last time. Now, now it's called, called SGIFF. SGIFF. Yeah, you're right. So I joined that. I said, huh? what about this camera? I said, no, 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 was that your first one? But yeah, first, the first day was... I think it was you in the prostitute then with, with Rebecca. And all. First day. That was set. your first day? Yeah. I was more senior than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but in directing, the, the main thing is like even if you're not confident, you just make sure you look confident. <laughs> yeah, you, you but no, la, but I had yeah. 10 years of yeah, shooting like commercials. Like, stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what happens on set, la, but... Right. In long form, as I said again, whether it works, whether it works in the edit, you know, it took some learning and uh, self-discovery and journey. And um, um, yeah, I think that's yeah. I mean, I, I had really very good luck in the beginning. I, I really thought that there was like, um, as I said, like, even though I don't really have a religion to to thank, but um, I was really blessed. I was like. <clears throat> First TVs and till now I'm trying to like shake that off. Right now on my tombstone is here lies the director, director. of fighting fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were making this show five years <laughs> yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I really hope I really hope that. So that actually you have only been doing T V and have you been doing short films recently? Um I only did the subtitle which was of one and one and then after oh, that we yeah. did Hello. Which was actually commercially. Oh, I actually, I watched subtitles. So that was, that was yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Hello, travel around the world. So at that time, I didn't have a, a job already. So I, me and my wife just, you travel. know, we had some money. We, oh, we travel everywhere. We loved it. And to go to every country and like treated like a superstar. Seriously, even short films. You see people in Brazil. France has the best audience in the world. I can tell you that. So, you really saw how filmmaking is, and then uh, you really saw the fraternity. And for the longest time, even for advertising, I really didn't belong to the fraternity and the industry. But I felt that I belonged to the filmmaking industry. Uh, the last, the first few years, uh, after that, it's just coping. <laughs> <laughs> so you, tra- so hello, uh, yeah, I saw to different to, film festivals. Um, not just the film festivals. It was like in like fifteen festivals. Wow. But it was sold to Canal Plus uh, for all their French territories. And it was sold to SBS, 
uh, in Australia. So it made good, a lot more money than what yeah. it was made for. Wow, it was made so for actually like you are a three, profitable filmmaker <laughs> now. That's rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was made for yeah. like three, four thousand. And, and I remember that was the time that, the only time that I actually, every single shot mm-hmm. was storyboarded. So I still have the whole First thing. First and I, only time. And Amandi helped me to do that. After that, why Finding Spiders don't have? Uh? <laughs> don't have, yeah. After that, like... How okay. to storyboard every single shot for Finding no, Spiders? No, because I thought that, that... After a while, then I realised that, hey, maybe that's hampering the DP. Hmm. You never thought yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the DP want to have a, 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 a roadmap, but sometimes they, they don't. Uh. So uh, after that, I just uh, fucked it. And also a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing TV, 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 and... No more short films, right? So TV, right? No more, TV no work mainly. Yeah. And then yeah. this year, ma, we shot Diamond Dogs this year or last year? Last year. Last year. End, end of last year. End of last year, November. Yeah. Right? That's when I hurt my back. <laughs> still haven't recovered, eh? Still really? haven't fully. Was I'm still under therapy. I'm still doing therapy. Sorry, man. No, it's not you. It's my fault. I, yeah. I, 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 I tire myself. on the rooftop. Yeah, because I tire yeah. myself up the, the, the day before already. Then that day, my back couldn't take it anymore. I, I shouldn't have that. It's my, my bad. Well, I, I only, okay, the only thanks is that I think you're going to look fabulous in it. I really I'm think that uh, uh, the main stars are everybody. There are not many stars. I mean, there are not many actors in it, but I maybe I'm biased, but everybody is like so good in it. Uh, everybody poured in. Anything to blame will be me. La. So... But, ah, uh, you were <laughs> doing like a lot, a lot of work, uh, yeah, directing yeah, and <laughs> holding the camera and everything you're doing yourself. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm quite excited. Like. Anyway, so you, you finally ventured into your first feature. But being a feature film director has always been your end game? Always been. I mean, it's been 10 years too late. In fact, like TV, somehow I kind of like look back and say, hey, how am I? Oh, I blame, kind of blame TV. But then I would just say it's like... Uh, if there's going to be anything like, for instance, you were you were telling me the topics to tell today is uh, uh, how is it to break into um, directing? I would just say it's a TV. TV is the best way to to get all your problems out. Because that's how I, that's how I feel about acting as well. Like, just do like TV first. Yeah, because yeah. you will get all your problems out, right? Because you, it's just the volume of it, right? yeah. I assume you're talking about the yeah, same yeah. thing, right? Not just the volume, it's the meeting, the timing. That's the part, like, from day one, right, if even whatever they give me, uh, 18 scenes, got 20, la. don't know, but... Huh? 20 yeah. scenes a day? No, uh, la, rarely. Got. La. got. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I will fight to tooth and nail that we don't get OT. I, I get frustrated. Of course, first is, why are they uh, scheduling that? But... More than anything, I feel responsible because I find that as a commercial director, you need to meet your timing. I'm not those like, yeah, whatever they write now, the 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 call sheet, I'm not going to follow. I'm never that. You give me, of course, I argue and all that, but I try to make the day because right. if we don't make it commercial, we don't make it um, money wise, uh, then we're just doing it for fun. You know, so okay. we have to be responsible for everybody on set. That if we are given that amount of uh, scenes, we have to meet them. But th- there's also the the issue of um, teamwork, right? I mean, if you if you if the if you don't respect the scheduler, the scheduler won't respect you as well, right? I mean, eventually it's just going to cause a major breakdown of communication. 
To me, I just think that, like, for instance, the first time I, like, work, like, inside the mm. Mediacorp, uh, is doing Tang Leng. Mm. And a lot of people say, like, oh, you're going to hate it, right? Because a lot of times, uh, I do my own um, call sheets, do my own breakdowns. And um, so for Mediacorp, it's like, same thing, uh, there's no relationship. Uh. I don't even see the scheduler. I mean, I know them, I know the PM, yes. you know, but I don't take it as a personal thing. I'll just, I try. La. <laughs> you give me, I try. La. I try. La. I mean, I, I know what you're trying to do, and I try. La. But as I said, la, sometimes it works against you because they pile on other people's More stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It happens. I mean, I've seen many, many times, I've seen directors that are really, really fast and they just end up doing more work on because they can. Yeah, yeah so true. Um, I find that once you do the TV, once you do all the problems, because a lot of new directors, let's say they do short film and then they straight away do feature or whatever, right? They have a lot of problems which are actually inherent with the job. Mm. Out of like 100 tasks a day, everybody will give you a problem. 99 of them are daily problems. So it's like, if you've done TV, you're like, huh? Oh, didn't bring this, is it? Oh, this uh, thing don't have, is it? Oh, this extra never come. You, you can't, it's not like you are blasé about it, but it's like, you know, and then you just move on. Yeah. But some people were like, oh, no, 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 the whole set stops. No, la. it's just go on. Though. Yeah, the you, show goes on. Not that you don't have a standard, but it's like, what are the battles you want to fight? You know, are those battles important? For, for the people who are not in the filmmaking industry, like issues like like uh, bringing the wrong clothes, not having the prop, or the location is very noisy, or whatever minor problems like that. I mean, it's minor, but it's major as well. It can stop yeah, the whole shoot. But it happens on a daily basis, I would say. Yeah. So if you are a TV director, you're like, what's new? Yeah, what's new? <laughs> Sometimes even the AD don't even tell you the problems. Yeah. Just move on. Uh. Right. So you learn to solve a lot of problems. Uh, like yeah. the, the the main bug of the problems that always repeat itself. Yeah, but in the, the main thing about this is that the director always learns is that it's not these ninety nine things that is common that you see on a on a daily set hmm. that you are paid to, to do the the solving. Those problems can be solved by your AD if you have an AD. Hmm. Is that one thing that they are asking you to do, they're hiring you to do the art. So you must out of this nonsense. Huh? Sometimes if it's, I'm given 15, 18 days, uh, uh, scenes a day, you really have to look for which one is the one you're supposed to apply your art. And then you really, out of all the chaos, either you grab your actor and then, and then do an environment that you really are precious about doing something special. So you're saying that um, like a small percentage of the scenes you choose. It to... could be even. It could be because of the of the place. It's always location based, right? It could be all the location based are very good scenes, all of them. And then I'll be angsty. And then on the very first, normally I'm okay with things fuck up in the beginning, but I would not be really because I know it's like fuck. This I is need the day, seven. La. I need to be in the hole, so. I'm not going to like be... Today's the day, yeah. la, right? Like, yeah. oh. And you're going to let your ADs know. La. I also kind of <laughs> feel that eventually. Like, yeah. um, you realise that, I would say, 80-90% of the stuff are just, you just kind of do it and move on. And then when it comes to the key scenes, then you know that's when you... Um, but that's a lot of work for very little, like, art, right? What you say? 
<laughs> if I'm a painter, every brush stroke is my art, you know, but for filmmaker, isn't that very tedious? Don't you find that very tedious? I mean, the, the main, the problem and the, the problem and the uh, good thing about, the, the good thing and the problem about it is that um, all our filmmaking is based on the Hollywood model, which I find that is actually screwing up everybody else that's not in the Hollywood system because we don't have that amount of money mm. and we don't have the amount of resources yes so I find that they, that cultivates a, a pattern and a habit that not a lot of people can afford yeah so, so to me it's very dangerous that I would just say that yeah that's, that's why we need to have the Hollywood system which is like this. we have like 100 person on set yeah uh, or 50, right? But to me, I just think that if you have an auditor mm-hmm. to come on set, on any film set, mm-hmm. and actually sees how come the guy is not doing anything for three hours, how come they good? You start to see that this Hollywood system does not work for anybody else except Hollywood. Because it's a lot of wastage. And to me, that's why for the last, uh, because of the 10 years in TV, I start to build up a lot of capabilities that uh, what I would want to call an invisible set. That means we can go to the best cafe and we can shoot something right, with the best art direction, the real art direction, and nobody knows. So to me, how to do that? Because the other thing that you need to know is that what is in front of the camera. I think a lot of time, we spend a lot of time on and resources of what's behind the camera. Hmm. Uh, to me, I'll just yeah. say this. Uh, if you're 100% on set, right, nobody's going to guess over how well the grip is and all that. Oh, you're saying they were spending uh, a lot of time on what's behind the camera, but not what's yeah. in front of the camera. A lot of time. And, and it's not disrespecting like uh, production design. And, yeah. and one of the good things is that Singapore's production design art direction uh, is really... Uh, growing well, okay. A lot of people are worried about it. Yeah, you can see it, yellow bird, and you can see it with uh, Ilo Ilo. And uh, people worry about, you know, um, production design, color palettes, and all that, which is lovely, right? I think our technical side is all there. The actors, to me, a lot of uh, the actors are, are regional standard in Singapore. Quite a lot of them. Uh, they are just waiting for a canvas to. To, to build on I think people unfortunately their canvas come from directors and producers and uh, so that will take a little bit more time uh, for Foster people cannot. to <laughs> 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 no but uh, it takes time eh? at least we have a few that is really yeah. world renowned and we are now be, I can tell you five years ago if you go to Hong Kong right, there's a kick me sign if there's a you, you're from Singapore you go to Singapore film there's a kick me sign. <laughs> I'm not joking. People are like, why don't you just buy my things? Uh? Forget it. You guys, only you got Jack in your... Okay, great. That was the sentiment in Hong mm. Kong five years ago. Now, I think, you know, it's a bit respectable and I, I really uh, admire the filmmakers, the dedication. And, and really, if you want to see passion, that's really passion in what they do. Uh, they are not made with a lot of money and they travel the world and the most prestigious awards. Yeah, so uh, really, you know, kudos to them that they are paving a way now. 
And now it's for me to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's almost like not a full joke. <laughs> it's like half a joke. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, you are, I would say you are very opinionated. Right? Of course. You are very yeah, opinionated. Yeah. And you have, like, you're one of those directors that are, that you have a vision, you know what you want to do very strongly. Right? So a lot of, like, uh, directors with your kind of character traits, right, they will choose to go the very art house route you know like they just want to make a film about their, the, the, the story they want to say the, in the voice they want to say it in and they don't really want to do anything commercialized um, but you chose like from the very front like the very start you chose to be a commercial uh, director like a genre director why do you think why do you make that choice why or do you think there's no distinction actually I'm just making all this shit up <laughs> not really I mean one is that I don't think I can be a very good art house uh, director. How so? Uh, my sensibility is not low. I mean, every time, like for instance, I just watch Mother and I'm like... Mm. Oh, I, I, I get it. It's not that I can't get the puzzle. I get the puzzle, but I'm like, uh, why? It's almost like I see uh, Aronofsky laughing at the side. <laughs> they're, they're loving it. <laughs> because I was like, Why? It's like a lot of... He's almost like knows his power over people. And people are making up, oh, because it's an allegory. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, people are making excuses for him. Okay, I think maybe you got to cut this off. People will hate me. For okay, okay, I'll cut that off. <laughs> cut out the Aronofsky part, yeah. <laughs> no, but you can include that. It's okay. Maybe... Okay. Uh, talking about Aronofsky, we were supposed to have a pepper crab with him when he came down with Jennifer... Lawrence. When? Last year. He was here he for, the for the master class, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So one year, then Ross says, that, hey, you want to go and do that? I said, wow. Of course I ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So we, uh, then after that, it was, uh, he, I think Jennifer did, was not feeling up to it to go to, I think they go and check the pepper crab, Ubi one, they're like, huh? Well, this place look very dingy. I think they want to go. Oh. Yeah, but uh, even if I met him, I'll probably have said the same thing. I was like, wow. Is, uh, I love Black Swan. I kind of get it, right? Um, I also okay with Noah, but this one I'm like, wow. Is uh, and then I'm a big Requiem um, fan. Yeah, me too. But uh, this one, uh, mother. <laughs> Even Noah was starting a okay, little okay, bit, right? I still okay lah, still okay. okay. But uh, this one, wow. He started like laughing at the side. Like, ah. I don't know. I don't get it. Okay, so I'm going to watch it first. Okay, that's the you point don't get of why. It, no, no, no. I get the puzzle. Yes. Like, why is he doing all this? But I'm like, why? Because it's painful. You The disconnect, right? It's going to make the audience leave you. And why do you want to do that? To me, that's the difference why I'm not a commercial director. You're not an art house director? Yeah. But having said that, in my, when I'm editing my... There are some parts are like, hey, this is damn funny, uh, this is really funny. <laughs> I want to put it in. But then it is, it is a disconnect with audiences. But then I'm like, there are some parts, uh, but I don't think I will do it right to the end. Uh. So to yeah. me, there's a limit to... Uh, no, but I mean, I, I guess the, the main difference between uh, like a, a very pure art house director and a commercial director, I would say, is that uh, a commercial director will always think from an audience point of view, right? Like, what will the audience take home from this? We will uh, worry what are we that. trying to express? But we an art house, pure art house director will not 
care about that. It's just like I want to just tell this story in my voice. If they don't want to watch it or they don't like it, then they can drop off, and that's their problem. I don't care. My, I, I to be honest, I mean, it's like um, it's going to be end of days for those kind of auteur filmmakers. You think? Even Tarantino says that. That means there'll come a time that people are like, wow, this guy is about this kind of sensibility. The visuals are like that. He's his his filmmaking is like that. I think those days are gone because nowadays everybody is a filmmaker, everybody is a poet, everybody is a, a photographer, mm. everybody is a photo retoucher. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So um, that days of like everybody looking for auteur or a poet to to rule the world, I think may be over. I think there'll be lots of Tarantinos with all very different sensibility. They'll be in the next 20, but they are not going to be as big as Tarantino. Because the platform is scattered. Which I everybody think is that's at the future. Places. I think everybody will have their kings. I mean, you know, even within a family of a husband and wife, people might like, like <laughs> what we talked about, my wife might like uh, Gypsy, and I'm like, oh, please, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's no longer like everybody sit in front of the television and watch never, Friends together. Never, it's never gonna happen. Really. That's never gonna happen. It's just so you're saying that it's just gonna get more and more scattered from here on. Of course, I think that's the choice that we want. Right? But would it be a, like a budget issue then? Like, like if it's, it's like so scattered, that means you won't get enough never. budget to make. To a me, big, I think that's the future. That is everything is going to be small. So no more Game of Thrones, really long next time. There will be one or two big ones, but very rarely. And like the same thing, like you know, like what I say is like you know the fifty, two hundred person on set is only for Hollywood. Then yeah. it's only for Hollywood. So Hollywood will still continue making those stuff. I think they will have a problem also. I yeah. mean, even Spielberg and. Was it Spielberg or James Cameron who was saying that the death of uh, cinema will be, you know, a string of big flops is going to collapse the whole... St- I mean, there's a, there's a big big uh, article about that. Oh. He says it's just Can right now, it's like it. there are one or two flops and then people are okay with it. But what if it's a string and it's possible? Yeah, like 20 straight flops. Yeah, but what if, like, next year, people don't want to, don't want to watch superheroes anymore? And you're dead, no? That's possible. Next That's actually very possible. Which is the case. I mean, like, th- this year, what are the superheroes that work? Logan, yeah. right? And last year's uh, Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool, which are actually anti-superheroes. No, but, but Wonder Woman did very well. I think that's I don't a, get it also, but it did But very there's well. a... Okay, okay, I, I kind of like it. But uh, there's this woman there, la, so... Woman but that's quite. A, it's a very typical superhero movie, still. Right? No, Other no, no. Okay, woman, okay, okay. I, 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 I kind of. It works for me. I'm okay with it. Yeah, the rest, yeah, you're right. A lot didn't. But work I won't buy the Blu-ray, la. Yeah. Like I will buy Logan and I'll buy Deadpool. Yeah. It's not a male thing, but uh, it's just that would I want to sit through it? No, la. No. But then, wow, Logan was like there were a few good scenes. Yeah. Then Deadpool was like, uh, I really like the tone. I really it find was different, that yeah. It was different. The tone is tough, and I tried to do that to our Diamond Dogs. It's tough. That's why I'm like. It's uh, tough. It's, it's very tough. It's a, it's a mixture of like the flair of the director and the performers and yeah. the way the script is written and how much like improv they do on set. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. not something you can recreate. Not only with that, one but uh, talking about Deadpool, uh, the side note is that. Uh, the tone has a lot to do with narration. That's why I'm trying to think about oh, how we're going to... Yeah, <laughs> gonna, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're Isn't right. it? The tone has always been... His, his jokes all come from the narration. The narration, yeah. 
Yeah, of course, right. on the set they have some gag jokes, uh, some yeah. visual gag jokes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, yeah, that that could be a sign that people are actually against this superhero thing. No, it's just tired. It's just getting tired of it because there's yeah, so yeah. many of so, it. Uh. So uh, if nothing comes over and take over the superhero like genre, I, I'm then not, I'm, I'm not going to be keen on X Men, whatever again. Yeah, no. Or like Avengers three, I don't know, man. People just look at the stones. I don't know, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't that know. That is I actually a very good uh, telltale, like how Avengers do. So actually, I, I wanted to add, like you were saying, like the Hollywood system doesn't work for us, right? Actually, I I also found that um, I kind of see that already, and. Uh, I would say even for f- short films to films regionally, even for Singapore like Taiwan, uh, Malaysia, where I've seen, it doesn't it doesn't work. But I feel that like nowadays there's this whole new batch of like I would some call them YouTubers, but I would say like new filmmakers that they don't have any film education at all. So they just they are just kind of fumbling with like whatever equipment they can find and everything. And and. I think they will be the people who, that will come up with a new system because they have their own way of working that requires a lot, a lot less people and a lot, a lot less dependency on like very big gears. And I, I think they are the future. I think that's yeah. what we see. That's what we get excited about. And but um, there's sorry. Yeah, but um, yeah, you were saying. No, but there is a disconnect between them. Like a lot of people, like I feel that when I talk to them, right, they don't feel that they are part of the filmmaking community. They feel like they are like separate, like or they are not accepted or something you know it's and the, the work actually now they are now they are entering a, a, a phase whereby they are maturing initially they were doing skits and skits and skits right like you know like mainly primary school students are their main or like lower secondary school students are their main target audience but now you can actually see them starting to make like sci-fi starting to make like um, like a, a, a rom-com and stuff like that and it's a sure sign that they are maturing as filmmakers right I don't think they, we should... Uh, I think that's really the future because um, like what I said earlier about like everybody's a photographer, photo retoucher, poet, um, writer. Um, same thing. I think this groundswell of um, internet um, production people that really don't have any uh, baggage of like, oh... Huh? You want me to carry the light? No, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think they are going to be uh, taking over a lot of things. Because one thing they got right is that they know their audience. I can tell you a they lot work of They work the other way around. Are, which is the most important ingredient. I mean, if you tell me, like, for instance, some Instagrammers, oh, they sexualize themselves. But if you ask me in a very basic form, that is knowing their audience. They know that if I were to, you know, uh, show a bit of shoulder, I will get 5,000 likes. If I talk about, like, uh, buying this uh, glass and only 200 likes, they know the audience. How much can we say about a filmmaker? We are, we are really up. looking for, like, an audience. And a lot of times, a filmmaker don't know. Uh, we only want to go and subscribe into different genres, because those had an uh, inherent audience already. Like, for instance, for me, I want to do sex and violence and genre pieces. Mm. And there's already an audience. That means you go with uh, Japanese and some kind of uh, European. But we are borrowing their set audiences. But then, well, the filmmakers, 
in the internet world, they, they really have a direct connection over who their audiences are. No matter how small or young they are, they are going to grow. The teenagers or their secondary school, they're going to go into poly, they're going to NUS, they're going to go to workforce in the next 10 years. Yeah. And I think that if the filmmakers keep evolving, those that's the future of the... And you will say that, uh, oh, well, right. it doesn't sound like a very good future because, um, as I told you, it's not going to be a Tarantino anymore. There will be a, a smaller Tarantino from Singapore that has 50,000 people who loves him in the world. Not like, right now, maybe 5 million. More right. than 5 million. Okay, like love, love, hardcore yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So, I would just say that it's okay. Because everybody's taste is going to be different, more perverse and more different. Yeah, because you're exposed to more stuff, then you, yeah, get, you understand yourself better. Like yeah, what exactly? Yeah. Do exactly, I like exactly. More, right? like, I mean, know, it's very obvious. Like even in Spider Man, the latest Spider Man, you can mm. see that they they use vlogging. Like, and it's evolved from the. I mean, it's I a YouTube it's really thing. Smart. I think it was really. Yeah. It's so not they, have, they, they can they are they are not bound by anything, so they can actually create their own genres, like, That's what you're saying, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, huh. So smaller audiences are the future. It's not it's not bad. Then you say, what about this this guy, this guy, Kardashian, but there may be a Kardashian that comes from Singapore and then maybe a, like the Kardashian of the world, but there will be fewer and fewer of them. And big super major yeah, superstars. Which, which, yeah, which means that you can dream big, but then uh, the reality will be much smaller, which is still okay. I find that like if I were to have an audience of uh, 5,000, 10,000 in the world, I'm, I'm happy. You know? That's true. I mean, I, I'm, it's, it's... I'm happy. I'll be honest right now, I'll be happy. I'm not uh, going to be like, wow, i got to be the next uh, you know, uh, Japanese genre film that 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 people love. I think uh, the smaller expectation is re- a reality because everybody is going to like different, different stuff. Yeah. Honestly, even on social media, that has that's a trend now. Sure. Um, gone were the days whereby like you start something or you do something and you just like, explode. Yeah. That is not happening anymore. People are starting to get very fragmented now and it's harder and harder to get attention. But I... Partly it's because of the algorithms of like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and stuff. But I think a very big part of it is also the audience becoming mature and more selective on what they are choosing. I mean, on your Facebook, you hardly follow anyone new anymore, yep. right? Because you really kind of know like, if I'm interested in tech, I follow like one, two, three. If I'm interested yep. in this, I do one, two, three. Yep. And I'm not going to... Unless something really like exciting happens, I maybe follow one person. But most of the time, you don't want to follow anybody anymore. And I think that is slowly forming now and people are starting to find their... True. Yeah, and then you're not gonna there's not gonna be like one huge big channel, especially the later movers. La. It will, it's gonna be very hard. The the landscape doesn't allow that. It's uh, gonna be even tougher. But to me I just think that at least there's a ground. That's true. At, at least there's a platform. I mean if, like, at least there's a platform yeah. you can play. Yeah, know? like like Gilmore Girls or Netflix, like it wouldn't have come back if because they don't have enough audience base. But now yeah. because of like another platform they can Show they can do a show for a smaller audience, but this audience are okay. appreciated. It's, okay. it's okay. What, yeah. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Okay. I understand. I Great. find that gone are the days even for Michael Bay to do another Transformer and have that kind of expectation. Maybe they over. Flop what? Right. Yeah. yeah flop. Right. Uh, not flop lah. Okay. I, did, well, I didn't know. I was just watching. Not as it, well lah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not as well I expected lah. But it's okay. To me, I just think that uh, 
people are very discerning. Yeah. And the problem is that people are bombarded with so much information. People rely on what people other people say very fast, right. which is not good. Which okay. is like, oh, this movie is not good. But then actually, do you watch it? And that's a lot to do with our TV industry. Yeah, I understand. A lot of times they're like, oh, I never heard of it, so must be bad, right? And I'll just say, have you watched it? I would like, sometimes you even talk to people who are in the industry, they're earning money from the industry, and they're like, you don't watch? I mean, are you, are you saying that to look cool, that you don't watch local yeah. TV, that you're so... Above it. Above it. But I would just say that you need to build up your own um, uh, sensibilities and, yeah. and your own answers. Right. And, and you cannot compare it to a Netflix, please. Of course, you say that, hey, my time, 8 to 9. Netflix or local, come on, please. But Not necessarily true, you know. I mean, I feel that, um, yes, you need to invest a bit more time uh, to find like the jewels uh, for local content. But I would say there are content that are comparable. I would just have something to say would be we need to worry about what uh, Singapore is about. If we're going to just let foreigners with like uh, Netflix just bludgeon us to just watch, they're fantastic. Well, good quality. But where's our identity? Yeah, no, no, no. You know, where, who's going to do that? Are we going to champion that? Are we going to champion who's our next best hawker and all that? Because right now we are, TV is going to go that way, which is like, you know, and, and for online, a lot of people either see very young things, very skittish, skit kind of base things, and the other thing is the high bar of overseas production. Yeah. But I always say it's like, don't you feel something, a connection when you see uh, local issues, you know, local content, local people, your your own heroes. So how do we do that though? How do we attract this? Okay, honestly, I have to say one very big reason why I'm doing a lot of a lot less like Channel Eight dramas is because I realize that I don't watch at all. I don't even watch myself when I'm in it. You know, I have to force myself to watch because I want to evaluate my performance and it becomes work, right? So I find it very hard to convince myself to go on set to do something that I don't even watch. So I have to be honest that I actually watch a lot of for, uh, especially American and British television. Uh, so Netflix is one of my major... I want to watch local too. But sometimes I find it so... I feel tired even thinking about it. So how do I... And I think this is not a feeling that I have, you know. I think it's a very widespread feeling. How do we I think the, make it attractive? I think how the, do we, yeah. there are two prongs. One is uh, online is only supplemented with um, so far um, uh, private money. Because once it's public money, now look, if I'm going to give you money, if you want the government, if I'm going to give you money, obviously there are going to be KPIs. That's natural. Sesame Street is a PBS. No, they according will have, to uh, Janice just now. There like, is, yeah. there is. There's a KPI, I understand no, what you mean. Even if it's Sesame Street, it's PBS, and then there is a KPI. Yes. They're giving. They, you, have, you must you have cannot, a reason. You cannot have like Why a, am I funding you for? Yeah, la, right? you cannot have Elmo you know, showing a middle finger to the government. You can't, right? So, I can understand that, but it cannot be all of it. So, the, one of the answers is from online. Home line? Online. Online. 
you, all the filmmakers you're saying that coming out with creation that's more privately funded, mm. and they can be a little bit more edgy and they can be a little bit more um, relevant. Mm. So I think that's one way. And then if they get better and better, I think in three years, four years, or even two years, or even next year, you know, uh, you have arresting uh, content online that is not... No, you're saying like being funded by the government? Well, because for the last 10 years we've been doing... I mean, we've been in this... Yeah. A lot of the times it's actually the writing. Yes. That means the writing is a kind of stilted. They are not uh, relevant or they are not... Uh, as catchy, attractive, yeah. commercially as yeah. you would want. Yes. That's never a I number agree. one thing. But whereas if you're in, in HBO or you're in uh, Netflix, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the US government. Yeah. I'm not going to listen. Who cares what... They want. They want. Because I need to earn the money. I, I need, need to the survive. Viewers. Yes. Yeah. So I think we need a little bit of that so that we don't have to... Uh, Rely solely on government funding. I think the word rely totally is a bad word. You know, so I think it has to be weaned off a bit. No? Let's say 20%. If we manage so you're to saying get, that we should, like, our government should give us less money? Yeah. <laughs> no, of course, that's, that's the number one way that everybody will say no, right? Yeah. So they, mean, should, they should give, according to Janice, is that they should fund things that, uh, but not control it so much. And give that's, the that's almost that's also uh, quite ridiculous. I mean, I know. Then what's your, what's your solution? No, because because honestly, I, I've been seeing what uh, King Singh has been saying after four years and all that. It worked to a certain extent. Now they are trying to give more autonomy to uh, the film festival. Yes, I mean the arts festival. So to me, I just think that hopefully the groundswell from the online. Mm-hmm will create 20% of good material that is not just kids and uh, hard sell. starting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That will have uh, some impetus for them to actually look into content that is not totally too um, um, public service based. Mm. Yeah. So to me, I just think that that would be a good mix, a good starting. Because nothing cannot be like... Nothing lah, just... It's like, flip totally. Oh, you know what? Do anything. So basically you're saying that it's just mm-hmm. uh, waiting for the online generation to mature lah, right? I think there will be the future. But they also need support. Honestly, I mean, from what I'm seeing, they need support. They need um, funding, they need training, they need... Um, the danger is that uh, sometimes right now, for the last two years, they've been on their own. Yeah, more than and, two years, uh, many years. No, I think the last two years they make serious money la. The last, oh yes, after that, uh, before that was yeah. like uh, fuck off money la. So yeah. right now, like the last yeah, yeah. two years, and then I would just say that now if this and a lot of government money is going into that, um, but not into like individual channels, right? Not into private channels, into like Togo, to quite, like. Maybe start no, up. No, I think they will, like to they YouTubers, will. I mean. So the danger is that they would impede their Growth. entrepreneurship. The entrepreneurship should be built on like, I know my audience and what is the best thing for my audience. Mm. If you build that good enough, then you can sell messages after that. But it cannot be the other way around. You can't sell messages and then... Build you know, your audience. No, I don't think... Of course. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you have been doing. Not what I've been doing. That's what... 
the ground. The trend, right? mm. that's what's happening. But to me, okay. I think the other thing is audience. Song. To me, I think even when I'm starting to do my, uh, I'm inspired by you, starting to do uh, online channels. Yes. Uh, Why is it again? Why is it called? Secret Society. Secret Society. Like but for me, I would just think that uh, when I want to do that is, uh, my number one mission is to make Singapore proud of what we're doing, at what stage we're doing. We are not Netflix now. But can you imagine Netflix say that, okay, you know what, we need to shoot a studio in Singapore and then which Singapore director, they will not look at us because they're like... No one, what? There's no, no, no one nobody, in the books, Oh, no. there's Jack. But uh, they were like, no, Jack won't fit into Game of Thrones. Uh, never we will find somebody from Finland. So the main thing is that we, if we don't love our own, we will never get a chance. That's true. I think that's, that's what I and want. And we don't get ourselves ready for the day... Something like that, something like that. Uh, A lot of times, last time, even when I have an ad agency, I always tell people, it's like, you don't wait for like, you know... The giant to come. No, like like, uh, if you're creative or you're whatever, I said, you don't wait for like the plump big idea, then you're going to pour in all that effort. But beside that, you're going to do fuck off work. I'll just tell you, it's like, we're never going to give you that plump great job even when we know that you can do because you've never showed us what you can do. Yeah. So we'll just pass you by. We'll give it to the next guy. That's true. So always tell people that you have to worry about your own, uh, how you present yourself, how you pace yourself. The other thing I find out a lot of Singaporeans is that we are aggregators. If we are in a, in a top class, in a top school grade, because our average, we, we want to be not that bad. Not to, we are aggregators, so that's our problem. So a lot of times, even for like filmmaking, uh, we we're we're basically fighting ourselves. So we should actually look at the sky, you know. Even though in the you know the famous uh, saying, uh, even if we're in the gutter, we should look to the sky. We should aim for the best, you know. But in a lot of what we do, the audience is everything. And I find the filmmakers in the online world have a direct connection that we, a lot of TV, a lot of filmmakers are still trying to find. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your directing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I do, I want to go talk more about okay, sorry, sorry, maybe sorry. another time. Uh, yeah. So let's go through um, some advices. Uh, let's just go through. Yeah, I want, I want to talk about landscape, but that's going to be very scary. Let's talk about the uh, directors, like young directors nowadays, right? Um, be it like YouTubers that are starting up or YouTubers that are established or uh, just people who want to be filmmakers. What do you think they should do uh, now? What do you think they should learn? Where do you think they should find opportunities? Should they try and break it into TV? Should they try and break it into film? If so, how? Okay, just now you wanted a question of what's the difference between uh, TV and film, right? Okay, yeah, we can do that. So okay. what, what you want to tell us about? The, okay, because you've done TV and film, right? No, so the, the film one is a bit of a cheating. because <laughs> <a> cheating? <laughs> because uh, it was on my knee. So yes. I wanted it that way because I wanted uh, unfettered script. Yeah. You know, you so want full autonomy. La. You want full control over everything, right? Not so much control, more of like, you know, we, we've been uh, gun for hire for so long, we wanted to like, just express something ourselves and mm-hmm. and um, try to do something that, see whether it works right as an experiment then I think the the main thing about film and TV is that 
for TV, a director is nothing. Literally. Because we are just like a sergeant. It's like officers and sergeant, producers and officers. Then for mm-hmm. us, it's sergeant. On the ground, feed the day, make sure everybody is, is safe, and then... Uh, Complete the objective. is done, yeah. that's it. I tell you, once in the... <laughs> In the post, we just get whacked on her. How come don't have another shot? Lah? How come don't... <laughs> so you are not doing it according to your vision. You are doing it more for like, fuck, they're going to ask me, how come don't have a shot of this? How yes! So you, you... Yes! <laughs> yes, okay, okay. Now that you put it that way, yeah. I can understand a lot of behaviour I see on set. Yes, because you're, we are not doing it for ourselves. But for film, to be honest, you do hire. That's why it's very rare to get hired as a, as a film director is so rare. Is it very rare now, still? Of course. How many films are made in Singapore? How but many? usually, so you, you're saying usually it, it is created by the the filmmaker himself? Or like, Not true. Then? The good stuff are actually written by somebody else. I always find. Like, for instance, even though I write my own things, it's because yeah. of need. I don't have somebody like have this kind of sick mind, the mo- most romantic <laughs> kind of If you watch Diamond Dogs, you'll understand <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- it's just kinship. Like. We, d- we yeah. still don't have that kinship with that kind of writing. Like you haven't found a kind of partnership. Like. It's not I easy would, to I find. would love to give over that role so that everybody do their own role. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I would say that for a film, you're supposed to hire the person it's because of his vision and his voice. So it's important if you start doing as a director, you want to be in directing. My, my number one thing is that if you want to be a directing, don't lah. <laughs> because I already told you that. You, yeah, you told me on the yeah, phone. Yeah, because I told you. I would like, say. Uh-huh. My, I would tell you is like, be anything else but not a director. I don't know why there's this glamorous idea about directing. Where everybody says, wow, that's the one. That's the thing I want to be. That's just, you know, it's like every boss, uh, right? Every, I want to be the boss. Every boss is like, oh, I want to be the worker. Because 5 o'clock, okay, Friday, I'm out of here. Right. Whereas the boss is like, oh, fuck, I got no money for next Monday's yeah. payday. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Why do everybody... Because it's the like, most visible. It's the most it's, visible it's and prestigious glamorized job. by Hollywood. It's not true. I can tell you this. Is the number one. If let's say you go on a set and it's not hired by you, uh, that means like you can control. You are the producer, the executive producer. You control every hire. You are fighting with everybody that's on set. You're fighting literally. As in, it's not you are. You didn't hire them. Is that yeah. what you mean? So basically, you're hired as a director. So like, as a it's director, not your let's say, like. yeah. Like for instance, if you hire for a TV production and then you don't know anybody, you're fighting everybody. Let's be honest, because everybody's got a different idea, man. Yeah. That's why it's so important for the filmmaker. Like, if it, number one thing is that build your own team. Build so your own team. You are big enough. Like, let's say you say okay, company, you know what? Yeah. Your film, okay, uh, whatever film you're gonna do, uh, you can go and hire your own people. Very seldom like that because it's the producer or the PM will decide to hire. Yeah. Now. You got to. I've learned enough to know how to. I've walked into unfriendly sets. I've walked into a lot of sets that I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. You're fighting everybody. Yeah. And yet we have to make the day together. Yeah. So to me, I was just like, who wants to get this job? And I can tell you this: the same amount of money is a lot, not a lot. Uh. If I say right, I think everybody will drop off from this video. 
it's the same pay for 10 years. Okay? It has been the same pay for, same 10, years. Pay for 10 years. So like you're talking about director's fees uh, in, our, TV in TV industry has not grown for 10 years. Yeah. And I can tell you this. I know, I know what you are saying. I can tell you this. Okay. Normally that's paid for like how many days you're on set. Mm. And that is maybe equivalent to a gaffer or less. Ah, really? Ah? And then, not only that, you're still involved with the script, la, yeah. the writing, la, then the coming back, and then the casting, la, yeah. the rehearsal. La, and we're talking just pre-pro. La. All these days, la, yeah. I don't count that. So it's, you, it's like, it takes if about... If you count every yeah. day, la, I definitely tell you it's less than $50 an hour a day. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I and know. yet people want to be. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And okay, from a from a actor's point of view, also, I also hope more people will drop off from think, wanting to become a director, because one thing I realize is that there are a lot of very bad directors. Um, growing lah, huh? Growing? No, no, no. Okay, there are some <laughs> that are growing, but there are some that are just bad because the idea of like a director to them, right? It's like I am the director. I direct everything. Everybody has to listen to me, you know. And that kind of mindset, right? It's very destructive because on set, nobody else can have a voice. Um, yes, the vision belongs to the director. I always respect that full-heartedly. Um, but there, is a, there must be a certain creative um, space for everyone because everyone on set is an artist right, to a certain extent. So, for example, like you say, like you always try and like you, don't want to, you don't want to do storyboarding every scene because some DOP, they need the creative freedom to do that. And a lot of directors, they don't give any creative freedom and they don't have the skill to back it up. Right, so they just oh well, jiang, 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 la, but uh, the camera I don't know why you go and do something about it but I want it that way and the, or the actors like oh, I want him, I want this part to be very sad but what do you mean very sad you know like it's not up to me you know it's up to I think lot. everyone I, has a day I mean I really like how the French call their directors which is called like a realizer oh, it's like a realized sounds like a Michael Mann man. movie eh? Yeah, realizer. But, yeah, but I find that it's more dead than a director. Yeah, director, director is a very bad name. Yeah, because director is a very yeah, bad name. Yeah, it sounds a war good director. Yeah, no. I direct everybody to things. Realizer, because it's like then you realize all oh, your responsibility is to make sure it happens. Realize the project. Yeah, yeah, that, that's you, a better name. For yeah, sure. that's why to me, I'm like, I think that's a better name and there's a better idea of yeah. what we do, yeah, which is true. you got to realize whether you 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 make it happen or you, you got to make it real. You got to realize. Whatever is happening now on the script, so um, I always find every director will have their own thing. They will have their own journey. I also will have like their days. I don't know what the hell am I doing. Um, the main thing is that everybody needs to have a sure hand. Okay. Uh, so to me, I think I provided. That's more important than any, every, anything else uh, on the set. Is I make sure that everybody knows that there's a sure hand. Whether I feel it or not, because if not, there is you can't have five person pulling the whole set in different directions. Yeah, that's the sure. worst thing. Yeah. I don't know. So, Definitely. Um, I would just say that a directing if, uh, for a film will be your vision. People will hire you for the vision. So do as many short films as possible, so that we can see the difference. If you like perversity, what what kind of perversity? You know, if so you keep like, making films, right? Keep making because I, Be I was it on whatever people. platform, right? Yeah, on yeah. YouTube, keep on your anything festival. The main thing is we get caught up too much. It's like, oh, I'm not going to make a film until it's correct. 
Not really. Nowadays, with a handphone, you can do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you don't have to have that, you know, RE camera or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, so keep making films so that people know that, oh, if I want to look for a perverse uh, director, like that, you. If you action, you're good at that. You are great. But you have, your films have scene. to be seen, right? How do you get your films to be seen? By I the think, right people? I think it comes from like uh, doing a lot and loving yourself. I think a lot of people like us, we, especially Asians, uh, we do react, and that happens to my film too. It's like for a long time I couldn't go back to the editing because I'm like, oh fuck, I fucked up. Then when I finish already, then I, you know, you got to keep on psyching yourself, and sometimes really, and sometimes you are a little bit too. You're you're always your worst enemy. Okay. You're always, especially when it comes to writing or directing, sometimes it can be lonely. You're the worst enemy of yourself. So I think mainly is that you keep doing and the practice, as I said, the main thing is to become a TV director because you really work out your kinks. To me, like, you walk on set, I know kind of all the normal things I kind of know. Really. How do they hire? How do the TV people hire? Um, because that's okay. We're talking about main job. So either you start your own YouTube channel and then eventually you gather your own following and like brands start to work with you and you earn money. That's one way. The other way is you, I guess advertising is also an outlet, right? If you if you direct, but you have to start somewhere as well. So for TV and advertising, how do they hire directors? So how do you get hired on TV? Was for me it was the short film. You know, I did something in the seventies and. Um, I think Charming also put in a good word and um, yeah they wanted to try somebody new uh, and also working with Glenn which was uh, more established so to them it was hedging a bet of like you know for um, the producers just hedging hedging a bet that you know some new some old and a good mix uh. yeah but I didn't fail uh, I hope I didn't fail uh, so no I (laughs) I don't think so Uh, (laughs) The directing was not the issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, but now we still have, right, uh, Singapore SGIFF. There's still short film competitions in Singapore. Yeah, there yeah. are actually quite a number nowadays. Very good ones, too. A yeah. lot more mature and not, not, no longer amateurish. Right. I find that Singaporeans are like that, no? They are like always the eager beaver teacher's pet kind of idea to winning awards. Huh? Very good at it, no? Which is not a bad thing. So, uh, our f- short films are very competitive. That's why, wow. yeah, are very good quality. So you do see like a whole new batch of like new <coughs> oh, yeah. filmmakers coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said, <coughs> for actors, you guys are the main resources that you know all these directors will, and producers will, will tap on. I hope so. Okay. Um, let me think. Anything else? Anything else you want to add? For aspiring directors, aspiring directors. I, I, I mean to qualify the part about like you know if you are like thinking about the sexual or the glamorized idea of director, then don't because it's the worst. <laughs> then like for instance, you're like, wow, fifty dollars. Why are you still doing it? You're trying to fend off. Yes, I am trying to fend off competition <laughs> because if you become a, you become a director, then it's competition for me. It's true, but more so that. If you're trying to earn a living, get a CPF, earn a 
a house, a non-Uber car, uh, is not the right job. You will disappoint your wife. <laughs> you will. It's 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 a very uh, emotionally taxing job. But then, what's the rewards? Huh? I love filmmaking. I never felt more alive. As you know, I'm I'm not young. But I can tell you, when I'm on set, I forget everything. You know, I forget I'm my legs not good, my back's not good. You know, uh, you if you are that crazy and you're that insane, then it's the right job. But if if you're like every time complaining, then I'll just say it's like you are going to be the sponge of all the complaining. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the director is yeah. the because every you guys go on Saturday, there are ten million things. Oh, everything not working. Yeah, you know. So if you not screw on tight, like you know what you're supposed to do, and you don't really passionately in love with telling a good story and uh, uh, telling Singaporean stories, I mean, to me, is very important. important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, lastly. We are your upcoming projects is Diamond Dogs, right? Do you have any idea when SGI Fair? Don't know. Very likely. Very likely. Uh, That's November, right? Yeah, very November. likely. Very likely. Uh, That's quite soon. Which is quite a, a difference because normally people will premiere elsewhere. Right. But uh, elsewhere, like overseas. Yeah. Okay. But to me, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I hope that you will have an international premiere in a good festival. Uh, but I want to try with Singapore audience because um, when I saw my business, I could I could actually li- literally go somewhere else. But when I started to realize that I want to be a filmmaker, I'm like, what? Well, go to America and tell an immigrant story again? They don't have a shortage of that. Yeah. Then do I tell like a a black story? Why? Why would they need me? But I think it's interesting about Singapore because we're still trying to find our identity. We still have a lot of grievances. I love that those grievances come with a lot of story. You know, either the election or non-election. I don't know. So it's interesting. <laughs> interesting. You interesting, know? yeah. And then how we are obsessed about who has the best Hokkien me. I think that's amazing that you know it's a good time to be a filmmaker in Singapore right yeah okay and then uh, other than Diamond Dogs you have uh, your YouTube channel is it going to be on YouTube or so where is it going to be I'm, on Secret I'm, Society I'm actually quite loose about it I at call this point it, uh, yeah I, I call it like jazz I don't even have like what am I supposed to do man. with it it's like but you're going to put it up lah yeah right? and, and where, uh, where, where can we find those stuff though it's like when will when will we be able to find the stuff and where? I'm I'm working now on a documentary on um, lush clothing. Right. So, um, and it's an interesting concept because of uh, circumstances. So I call it a DIY documentary. No narration, no B rolls, nothing <laughs> raw, and you pick what you want to see. Like for it's instance, a full length one, a feature length one. It's good. It's long, okay. but. Like if you can, you want to pick uh, this person saying about the lash closing. You, know, you can you can pick what you want. You make up your own mind. 
As in, it's many, many clips. And then yeah, you choose yeah. what you want to watch. And raw. And I'm not going to tell you like, oh, this is bad. This is... So it's like an open world documentary. Like, Something like that. Like. I just thought that because one... Oh, very restricted... Almost experimental. Eh. Not I really. Mean, not really. I mean, the, 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 the like, presentation... Lazy, <laughs> 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 I didn't want to use that word. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's something <laughs> they want to explore, right? Like, I someone can watch everything also. I want to explore. I, 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 I got a fond um, learning experience for the last one year doing factual. Okay. So I just did a prison series with 360. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, two months yes. in the Philippines and in uh, Atlanta, USA. And uh, there's a lot to learn. I'm, I'm really a newbie there and uh, a lot to learn and um, really having fun. I, I, I find that why I want to pick up factual is because a lot of uh, fiction is actually done like factual. Yes. And a lot of factual are done like fiction. Yes. So, like, for instance, uh, Who's Making the Murderer or, like, uh, O.J. Simpsons, they are actually factual, but then they made it into a very yeah. fictionalized, one-direction kind of... Now it's crossing. Uh, it's crossing, which I, which I find it in- very interesting, and uh, I would like to explore that, and that's what I I've see. been doing. So, with... Um, this new YouTube channel is just jazz on our. I might like uh, do something with maybe you, uh, six, sure. another seventies piece, and it's like esoteric as hell, no meaning one, and look good on Then who cares on like that? Uh. And then next one will be maybe uh, I want to do something about like um, this uh, sounds domestic almost... helpers and mm. something with old people. I really love some because I'm growing old. I, <laughs> I find that it's not easy growing old in Singapore. And I'm just beginning to grow old. So I would love to explore that. Yeah. So those are things I would like to try. Anyways, when, let me know when, when it's up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay, finally, lastly, to close, you can ask, uh, you can ask the audience like, a question. So they'll reply on the comments. Like. Um, so any questions that you feel like you want to do like a public survey kind of, kind of question, or it can be a stupid question as well, like, whatever you want. Um, I would like to know what what really rocks their boat. What would they make? What kind of video would make them want to at Saturday seven o'clock? I need to watch that. Not saying that it's still time based on it, but. What rocks anyone's boat? Because like what would you really want to sit down and watch for an hour or something Because like right now, everything is just assisted. Like Game of Thrones, oh, because everybody says it's so good. But I'm like, if you didn't listen to the zeitgeist and all that, would you really sit down and watch? Right? So what really rocks your boat? What, what really would like, I really would want to watch this? What's a sample answer that you would give? I would like say uh, that... Animation about Chinese courtesan, something like that. Like, for instance, I, I really like uh, what uh, Yi Tiao is doing. What's that? There's, a, I think, a, a, a China... Oh, an uh, online platform, I love Yi-tiao. it because... Yeah. Um, Hipster-ish one, right? Like, it's, not, hip- it's not called Hipster-ish. It's more um, design-based. Yeah, design-based, right. I, I, mean, I love that. I, I come from that, so I, I love that. So um, my language is not very good, but I, I love that. So right. uh, whatever they put up, I'm really you interested. Yeah. So what, what, what content will really attract you? Like if you remove all the noise outside, personally, what would they want to watch? That's the question. I, I think I want to watch something that would make me a better person. Yeah. 
Like for instance, what are the tangible ways to to be more eco-friendly? Not just by not having a plastic bag. Real tangible ways. So there was a, a video that I saw from Vox or something that they met this girl and says that in this bottle... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the waste that she used. I, I was quite touched with that. And that, that rocks my boat. That, that right. like... That works for me because every time you're like, yeah, who cares? This one can, who cares? No, we should care, you know? So, so what content rocks your boat? <laughs> That's the question you're asking them, right? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Uh, you can also find me at Andy Chen, A-N-D-I-E-C-H-E-N on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.